You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Big Show is powered by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. At the bottom of the hour, your text messages. Flames gunning for five straight wins tonight against the Rangers in a game you'll hear live right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan puck drop just after five. Derek Wills, DJ Lil Willsey, as GVP calls him, and Megan Mickelson with the call. Flames looking to sweep their four-game Eastern road trip. And we're asking you, are you kind of starting to believe this team might make it into the playoffs? 960-960, name and location. And we'll give you our lock of the day to wrap up today's edition of the program. Uh, the, quote, big game, Super Bowl 58 in the books last night. Um, the Chiefs with a 25-22 overtime victory over the Kansas City Chiefs, over the San Francisco 49ers to win their third Super Bowl in five seasons. Uh, the new overtime rule in the playoffs was implemented last night. Kind of interesting that uh, if the team scores a touchdown, the other team's allowed to possess the ball and score Another touchdown. Um, Nicole Hardman scores the winning touchdown. Had no idea that the game was over, but whatever. A lot of the players don't know the rules as they played this game their entire lives. Um, wanted to ask you guys this question when it comes to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey all coming back next year. Doesn't heading into the season, doesn't it? Doesn't the other teams in the AFC feel further away than they did this year? Because here's why. This was supposed to be the down year for the Chiefs. Defending Super Bowl champions had a kind of spotty regular season with some kind of head-scratching losses. And Patrick Mahomes, can he actually go on the road and win two playoff games? Yeah, he did in Buffalo and in Baltimore. Oh, and by the way, the team that was everyone's uh, fantasy football darling this season, the Miami Dolphins, they crushed them like a grape at home and just ran the football down their throats. If you're in the AFC, Maddie, and I'm talking to your Bengals and Joe Burrow in Buffalo with Josh Allen and in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and hell, even in Houston with C.J. Stroud, doesn't the gap even feel it got wider after last night's win? Ah, uh, I don't know. I feel like he's already kind of at the top. And frankly, I, I really do start to wonder what they're going to look like when Travis Kelsey is gone. Uh, as much as they can still fill holes with very good players, like Travis Kelsey is, I think he's the best at his position. And you've got two guys that are arguably the best at their position to ever play. It's the best combination we've seen since Brady and Gronk. It's essentially unstoppable. But if you're another team in the AFC, I feel like you have to look at this in a sense that, hey, like this year they weren't that good. We can beat them in the regular season. We have to figure out how to stop Mahomes in the postseason, obviously. But I don't know if the gap feels further than what it was. Like for certain teams, I'm sure it does. Like a lot of these groups that are now going to have to lose some of the talent because they've started to pay their quarterbacks. You know, the Chargers, the Bengals are another team like that as well. But then on the other side, hey, just showed that if you pay your quarterback, you can still win a title yep. with Marquez Valdez-Scantling and McCole Hardman and guys like that. So uh, I don't necessarily know if, if that's the case. I, I think that you, you you look at their regular season and you saw – yeah, there's, there's some holes in this team, and, and there's some signs of age. They've played a lot of football since they've really started this dynasty run of six, seven years. But I don't know how much further away you would feel now compared to before because 
a lot of the key guys for that team continue to age. Travis Kelsey said he's coming back. Chris Jones just signed that deal, uh, but he's getting older as well. But that that would be kind of the way I, I, I would feel if I was one of these other AFC teams. Well, it, it felt like to me that uh, there was an opportunity this mm-hmm. season for teams like the Bills, for teams like the Ravens to finally jump in and take advantage. But just I just feel what, like, Patrick, like... that that mountain in the AFC just got even higher to climb. Oh, 100%. I, 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 you see what's going to be happening in Buffalo. I mean, Joe Burrow's the only guy to really beat him in the in the postseason from the AFC. Well, Brady, Tom Brady, Brady was the, uh, in the Super Bowl. I'm saying from the AFC side, Joe Burrow's the only guy to beat him. No, Brady beat him in the AFC title. Oh, game. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, 2019. You're right. Sorry. Um, either way, Brady and Barrow are the only two guys to beat him in the postseason. One of them's not around anymore. This team is going to draft well. Rashi Rice is going to continue to grow. This this is not a team that doesn't draft well. They've drafted well all under Mahomes' era. Uh, he's talking about taking, uh, you know, working his money to take less on the cap hit, so pay more of these guys because Chris Jones is going to need some money. Uh, they're going to have to continue to add to this receiving core for sure because their offense showed essentially what they were the entire regular season in that Super Bowl, and they still found a way to win on the back of Patrick Mahomes using his legs and whatnot. It, it, and this might have been the best defense they've had in this entire run as well. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have serious thoughts that they're going to pass the Patriots when it's all said and done. It's starting to feel like that way, isn't it? And again, right. I don't want to get into the goat. I know they have the one from the from Super Bowl four, but they have four Super Bowls. The Patriots have what seven, six, 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 six. yeah, tied six. with the Steelers. Yeah, they getting could, there. Yeah, they're absolutely getting there now. And again, uh, the I've already seen the odds for next year's Super Bowl. The Niners are the favorites based on the fact that the NFC is a little weaker than the AFC, which is understandable why the Niners are the favorites to potentially get back to the Super Bowl. But, man, if I'm sitting there, if I'm Josh Allen, if I'm Lamar Jackson, like what do we have to do to get our teams over the hump? Because it felt like this was the season. This was the season. We got them at, in our stadium. What did the Bills always say? Yeah, we always lose these heartbreaking playoff games in Kansas City. Well, they had their chance to beat him in Buffalo, and they couldn't. Uh, the Ravens with the MVP and an incredible season and the way they just rolled through the regular season, they looked flat, and Lamar Jackson made some bad decisions because you have to try to slay the boogeyman, and they couldn't do it. And again, I just look at the AFC as a whole next season. Yeah, the Chargers are going to be a very interesting team with Harbaugh now at the helm, and what can he do with Justin Herbert? Maddie's Bengals, if they get healthy with Joe Burrow, that seems like to be the team that potentially can beat the Chiefs. They've proven that they can beat the Chiefs in the postseason and maybe be a bit of a kryptonite to Kansas City. But when I just look at the AFC as a whole, it's like, man, I just feel like that gap just got bigger. Because who knows what the Chiefs are going to do this offseason. And, Maddie, you talk about how, you know, what's this team going to look like when Travis Kelsey left? We were saying the same thing when Tyreek Hill left. Oh, this team's not going to yeah, look the but same. That's they different. Won't be as dangerous. That's so different. Tyreek Hill left Travis Kelsey there. When Kelsey leaves, what's going to be left? Rasheed Rice is a good receiver, but it's not yeah. the same. I, I, I just think when you have the two pillars. And the other thing there is Reed, what happens when I think Andy Reed would Reed, be the bigger loss. Yeah, well, Andy Reed would be the bigger loss. Well, and, and I bet that Reed and Kelsey are probably on pretty similar timelines. A few years left, maybe. Yeah. You go for three, fair. maybe get two more cracks at this thing to try, you know, just expand on this dynasty. Here's the thing. If they nobody's playing, ever three peat. I don't think they're going to Nobody's go ever away. three peat in the Super Bowl era. But the other thing here is how much are you going to get out of Travis Kelsey throughout the regular season? He had a slow start this year. It was a down year by his standards. And 
I just think that's going to be continued. Like in the postseason, I would trust nobody more at his position. But what are you going to get from him in the regular season? Like this was yeah. not the same dominant Chiefs wire to wire that we've seen other years where they've won the Super Bowl. They'll but, evolve, but they turned it up in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, too, right? Oh, a hundred percent, and they always would will. Mattered the most, yeah, yeah, and they always will. But I don't know. I. It's hard to say. Obviously, it's not likely that I think a lot of teams will beat them. Like you mentioned, like you look at the Ravens roster. I thought that they had as good of a chance to beat the Chiefs as ever. And Kelsey goes off for eleven, eleven, and and just completely yeah. destroys them. The Miami yeah. Dolphins look good all year. The last six weeks of the season, they lose two defenders a game, and then in the final week of the season, they get beat by the Bills, and all of a sudden they got to go play in sub-zero temperatures. Like that's just how the NFL season falls. If a couple of things are different there. Then what happens? Then who's lifting the trophy? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's football, man. Anything could happen. Pat Mahomes could blow out a knee in the first week of the season. Then what? Yeah, he sure could. That could absolutely happen with how physical football is. Exactly. He absolutely could. Um, it always drives me a little crazy. I don't know if crazy is the right word, and they kind of do it in the NBA too. Why does Clark Hunt, the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, like get the trophy first? It's so stupid. Like, the guy was born into this. It's not like he built the Chiefs from the ground up. His dad, like, founded the team. Lamar Hunt, the AFC trophies named after him. It's like, why does he get the trophy first? It's the dumbest thing they do in the NFL. Because it was all Clark Hunt signing the checks for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Get out of here. I hate the fact that they hand it to the owner first. Yeah, I don't know. We Every year we yell about this. It's like every time you talk about plus minus, you have to mention, oh, but, you know, the little caveat, it's not as important as a stat as it used to be. It's like I'm, I'm kind of tired of the discourse. It's not going to change. Different leagues are looked at differently. Every year after the trophy gets handed out, former NHLers rush to social media yeah, to like say, yesterday. well, there was a whole bunch yeah. of them. And, and, yeah. and as much as I agree with you, it's like a like our sport type thing. Just, yeah, it's that's different. like whatever. I'm I'm tired of people complaining about it because it's not going give to change. It to the owner too. It's not going to change. I completely agree with you, George. But why cry over spilt milk? So yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm kind I'm, of done. I'm, saying, I'm kind of I'm done talking over, about it, and I'm weird. kind of done people mentioning it. Frankly, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, um, it's weird. Mm. Good for good for Clark Hunt uh, winning another. Winning another Super Bowl, like they all get to, to they all get to grab it within minutes of each other, anyways. Like, yeah. and Travis Kelsey's speech is the one that we're all going to remember. It yeah. came last, but that's the one we're going to remember instead of Hunt. So who cares? As long as you make uh, do with the time that you have, who cares? The players obviously I also, don't. Whatever. I also like the fact that uh, they have former champions bringing the trophy in. I really like. Oh, that that's too. a nice touch that the NFL does, and they have all the players that like kind of make a big like a path for it and they reach out and they touch it. And yeah, and yeah. I, I do enjoy that part. Yeah. Uh, John Elway's teeth were looking in fine form <laughs> last, <laughs> last night. Mm-hmm. Um, our NFL big bets came to an end uh, with the picks. Um, we all had a great Super Bowl. Well, maybe not great, but we all had a solid Super Bowl. Patrick, why don't you tell us how we did? Because we had two weeks of picks Heading into the big game. Yeah. Uh, during the props, so like the anthem, the Gatorade color, and all the novelty props, I went five and one. Uh, Maddie went three and three, and you went three and three. Uh, well, when it came the, to- the under actually cashed with the uh, anthem. 
God, was he over? No, no, it was over. No, it was because over. it's the first. Uh, a lot of books were awarding the under because after the last brave. Yeah, and that last brave put it over the one thirty. Yeah, she was no. way over. Yeah, I like I said, um, a lot of books cashing because the last uh, lyric was brave, and a lot of sports books cash the over and the under. It says time. a minute thirty five. Uh, I'm just telling you what sports books did. How Reba McIntyre hit both the over and the under. What is happening this year? So it yeah. all depends on how the... Um, yeah, so added an extra the Brave to the end of the performance. Had it ended after her first Brave, the under would have hit. So yes. some sports books have considered it over, but... Oh, mm. Semantics. Ridiculous. Right. Uh, Gatorade color. It was purple. Uh, yeah. Patrick and I nailed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, none of us got uh, Usher's first song. No, that wasn't even listed. Uh, we uh, we all got uh, the over, uh, the Taylor Swift winging uh, song of the year, and uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, that was no. Maddie went. Maddie was very hopeful, <laughs> and uh, Swift on camera at the halftime. Uh, we both said yes. Uh, I was no. Patrick was right. Mm-hmm. So what did we do in those props? Uh, you went three and three. Maddie went three and three, and I went five and one. So the game itself. Uh, Patrick, you didn't have the best. No, went one and five. Only Butker's total points went over. Uh, Maddie um, and you both went five and one. Yeah, uh, we were uh, we crushed it. So uh, the standings are in. Yeah, uh, Matt eighty six fifty and two. <laughs> Me <laughs> seventy sixty four and four. Yes. And George sixty nine sixty eight and two. You're one game back. Thirty six games over five hundred. Dusk all over five hundred though. Yeah, that's well in like the you're in the 64 percentile, which is like Hall of Fame gambling. Like the best sports bettors in the world are around 55 percent. Yeah, and last year I was around 60. Yeah. Last year was another so, good year. Back to so back. It ayo sports worked books, out. Come get your boy. So things uh, worked out exactly how I wanted them to. Mm. I finished over 500. And yet, I'm the one who's going to get roasted with our bet. <laughs> yes, sir. So we got to do this coming up. I think later this month, where we got to have Eric Francis and Brent Cron in studio to roast me because they both were willing participants in the bet because we had the bet at the beginning of the season. The guy who finishes last place gets roasted on the show. We should uh, do it the day of the NFL draft. You think so? That day. You know, I don't know. I'm just uh, how far away is it? End of April. Oh, yeah. Never That'll mind. be like Stanley Cup playoffs. I thought you said it was like 30 days away. Well, never mind. No, or about uh, free agency is about 30 days away. Oh, hmm. maybe that. I don't know. I yeah, don't so care. we got to figure out a date uh, where Cron uh, and Eric Francis can come in. What about next Tuesday? Me. It's post Flames game. They're home, so Francis I'm is no here. I'm good for next Tuesday. Oh, you're not Why here don't we yet. Do it. You're not here yet. Why don't we do it? Um, why don't we do it the day of the beer league game? March 22nd. Friday, March 22nd. Sure. We can probably figure it out off the air, too. Rather yeah, than let's waste figure that out. Time. <laughs> yeah, and we'll also, who else can join the show and roast me? Mm-hmm. You'll start putting a few the thoughts, thoughts together. Yeah, because I expect uh, the three of you to roast me as well. Oh, I've, I've already been writing my content. Oh, I'm sure you have. For weeks now. So, so I am uh, looking forward to it, um, and uh, that's going to be super fun. 
and I'm glad it's the one I wanted to roast because I, I wanted no part of roasting Patty Dumont. <laughs> I like Patty Dumont. He does a great job. Maddie, I would have crushed like a grape roasting him, but at least. <laughs> and then Maddie would have got mad. And I like, don't get mad. You got sensitive. That's not true. Yeah, I'm not even would've. remotely sensitive. Like, ask GVP. D- GVP, didn't this work out perfectly? Yeah, I, I was I the one that kind of that pitched the idea of the roast, having uh, yeah. you in mind, to be honest. <laughs> but Okay. It's great. I can't I, wait I think to it get would roasted. Work out the best. Yeah, it did. It's perfect. And I'm looking forward to getting roasted. I think it's going to be a fun show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Kron will come spitting fire. I'm not sure what Eric Francis will bring to the table, but I'm sure he'll have something prepared. I would assume so. I'm looking so. forward to it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also have our man uh, Charles Davis and, on the uh, show tomorrow. Shout out to uh, Sports Pools helping us uh, with that all year, too. Yeah. Yeah, Sports um, Also. Also, uh, our NFL Big Bets, by the way, are brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18-plus. Please play responsibly. Now, did, big... did anybody go 6-for-6 six six the entire season? A 6-0? and oh? I don't think anybody did. I don't think anybody went I think we had a five, wow, really? I think we had a 5-0-1 oh, was the closest yeah. to 6-0 and oh all season. Yeah. Again, hey, that's a pretty good record as a show. None of us were below 500. Yeah. No, I think we're going to be pretty happy with what we did this year. I think we should. That's we're pretty proud of ourselves. That that is a lot of. Uh, again, this is very self-serving by us right now, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that's good that we were handing out winners all season. Mm-hmm. Make a little money, listen to the show. Yeah. It's that simple. Make a little bank. Uh, our big thanks to our uh, good friends at Sports Select uh, for helping us out with our NFL big bets. Uh, we will talk to Charles Davis tomorrow. We couldn't connect with him today. He's traveling. He had the call of the world, the world broadcast. So uh, we will catch up with Charles <laughs> Davis, get his thoughts on Super Bowl 58. And now look ahead to the very, very long NFL offseason. No offseason feels longer than the National Football Leagues. And I know they do a great job with free agency and then the draft. And then all of a sudden there's like a big gap between the draft and the start of training camp. we got schedule so release the, in May. <laughs> yeah, again, they, they try to, you know, put it at One top a month. of mind. But then we, uh, we're going to have that stupid XFL, AFL league that's probably going to fold within the first year. That's coming up soon here. But now we turn our attention to the Canadian Football League, which always has been and always will be the second best football league. June 6th. On the planet. Unless you Free agency tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Officially, everybody can officially sign tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So the, we will. The, uh, the little whisper period is over now. No more we whispering. Will, uh, I'm sure they're all following the rules. <laughs> sure. Uh, not, no no shenanigans at all going on right no, now. No, no. Under no, Randy Ambrosi's watch. No, How dare you? Yeah. How dare you say I would that? never insinuate. So we'll talk to Charles Davis tomorrow, and we'll talk to Ross Tucker on Thursday, and I think uh, that's it for them for the season. Yep. Which is a little disappointing because uh, we love both of those guys, and I think they're terrific guests. But uh, we fully turn our attention to the hockey season and the stretch run. For the Calgary Flames, uh, we've been asking you all morning, 960, 960, name and location. Are you kind of starting to believe that the Flames can be a playoff team here? Are you, are you kind of letting yourself believe just a little bit? 960, 960, name and location. We're going to play some of your text messages with Texty McTexterson, and we'll go around the room and we'll get our opinions. Are you kind of starting to believe that potentially this could be a playoff team? We'll do that next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. 
It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We'll wrap up our show with our NFL, NFL big bets, our lock of the day. <laughs> Just off my game today. Super Bowl hangover. The it's sadness right. is starting to set in. The realization that done. next Sunday is going to be the Riv. Daytona 500. <laughs> Let's yep. go. There's that. Uh, okay. NBA All-Star okay. game next All-Star weekend, yeah. right? Scotty's start up on Friday here in Calgary. That's fun. Yeah. Carry Honors, I'm going to go. I'm going Friday. Good for you. Hell yeah. Love it. Look at you. Watch some hot curling action. Damn right. Like what? Have you ever been to curling? Oh, yeah. I've, never I've been, been to, the, to a curling. Been to the Briar here twice. The last two times it's been here, and I went to a Continental Cup when it was at Winsport. Oh, okay. What? Love what? curling. What is some of the etiquette when you go to a curling watching it live? Is there any etiquette that I need to know about? Be quiet. Mm. Oh, really? Cheer when uh, when they make a good shot and whatnot. Don't be talking because it is very silent. It's kind of like tennis. You don't want to be talking during tennis. Okay. Yeah. Got to be careful out there. Okay. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also, drink a lot. I think oh, yeah. that's kind of the uh, the culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's down at Windsport, too, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty's in Calgary. That's awesome. Um, Flames looking for their fifth straight win tonight, which is crazy, uh, in New York against the Rangers. Do we know who's starting in net for the Rangers yet? I'm not oh. sure yet. I, it feels like Jonathan Quick's net right now until he messes up. It's weird. It really is weird. I mean, he's that been good. Like, he's won his last four yeah, starts. He's, he's the guy you got to worry about. Uh, Shesterkin confirmed. Okay, well, there you go. Oh, okay, good. That's good now for Calgary. I feel better. <laughs> yeah. Con- confirmed right now, apparently, Ooh. as per the daily Whoa. face-off. Wow. Okay. We're on top of things. Yeah, so Vince Percogliano tweeted out this morning. Okay, good, because this says Peter Baugh's the source, and he covers the avalanche. No, so it was definitely Vince Percogliano. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so, uh... Good news uh, for the Flames uh, right there in the thick of the NHL playoff race. Um, how much are you starting to believe? 960, 960, name and location. We'll play some of your text messages coming up here. Maddie, how much are you starting to believe right now that this actually might be a playoff team? I said it back going into the All-Star break, but as long as this team has Jacob Markstrom, I think that they're going to be firmly hanging around the playoff hunt and, and getting into a, a wild card is certainly... Within question for this group, you know, their schedule's fine the rest of the way. I don't think it necessarily uh, leans one direction difficult or easy. But here's the thing. It's the teams ahead of them that I'm, I'm not overly... Um, like, I, the Blues, the Predators, the Kings, the Kraken, the Wild, the Coyotes, all of these groups could rattle off five wins at any point in time, but I also would not be shocked if they would drop five, six in a row at any point in the season. I think all of these teams have some significant flaws to them. Well, you can look at all sorts of different places on whichever team, but I do think there's some general flaws to the teams that aren't really top three in their division right now. The Stars, the Avalanche, the Jets, the Canucks, the Knights, the Oilers, they're going to be playoff teams. The rest of them, you're going to have some opportunity to get in there and make a little bit of hay. And I don't know how many times they play the Blues and the Predators and the Kings or how many proverbial four-point games they have before this whole thing is going to be wrapped Three up. Three more against the Kings. Sure, there you go. And I know one of them at least is in that final week of the season, April that final 11th. 10 days of the season. So, listen, you're going to have some opportunities here. We've seen some good. I also really do wonder what this team is going to look like if they do trade away their top pair and Hannafin and Tanev. 
what what how much can Markstrom do after that point? Because we've seen the drop off when you start to involve guys like Jordan and Osterley getting regular minutes. But like I've I've felt for a little while here, they certainly have a chance to get in and and if you have a chance to get in and, and play a playoff series rather than, you know, if it's the difference between picking 18th and, and picking 15th, may as well go for a little bit of a run in the playoffs and, and show Zary and Pospisil and some of these guys what it's all about. And, hey, maybe Markstrom goes in, shuts the door, shows out, and then his value is even higher going into the offseason. You never yeah, know. That's a great point. Patrick, are you starting to believe a little bit more? Uh I think uh, this is a team we've seen. They can win four in a row or three in a row, and then they can kind of go into a, a little bit of a doldrum. They can't really stay on the consistent path of winning. It's going to be tough, I think, if you move Hannafin and obviously Tanev goes away. It's going to be super tough with, with the replacement level guys you have on that back end. That, and who knows what you get back in a in a Hannafin trade might be a piece that could help you, kind of like Kuzmenko. But I think you, you let those two go, it might just be... It might just be too much for, mm-hmm. for Markstrom to handle, and they might just be missing by like three or four points. GVP, are you starting to believe? Uh, I'm on the same page with Patrick in this one. This, this team has been a, a win a couple games, lose a couple games all season long. We might be having a very, very dis- different conversation about the vibes around this Flames team as early as next week as they take on the Jets, the Bruins, and the Edmonton Oilers. Those are all games that feel like the Flames are going to be punching out of their weight class a little bit here. So I... The Flames are, the, the goal for them right now, it feels management-wise, is still to try and sneak into the playoffs. I, I'm not sure if you can call that a win. I, I think it's more about turning a page on Flames hockey here, and I think a better win for the Flames as a whole is trying to get a, a nice, young, sort of face-of-their-franchise prospect in the draft. If they're going to be drafting around that that 10-12 to 12 marker, they can go out and get a guy like Yakumchuk if he's still sitting at the sitting on the, the draft board at that point in time. Yeah, um, like just kind of agonizing over like just one or two slots, I think is something that it's it's very difficult to to project or figure out. You know, if that player makes it there, should we draft them? Are they going to make? Are they going to work out again? Sometimes it's just it's very difficult to project, especially at that part of the draft. And I just keep deferring to what Jason Buchel has told us that even Sam Cosentino that this isn't the deepest draft. It's it's not like last year's draft, uh, apparently. So I think you could I just to jump in quick, I also think that given the the first round pick that they have right now from the Canucks and whatever else they might acquire, that even if they finish at eighteen, I think it would be reasonable they can move up five or six picks if someone that they really like is still available at twelve there. Yeah, you'd slap a couple things together and try and get up. So I think there's going to be a decent player available when they try and get it, but like, here's the thing. They they are going to try for the playoffs because there's a lot of guys on this team that are veterans that actually want to win, that came here to win, as a matter of fact, too. When you think about Caudry yep. and Huberto, signed to win, and they're not going to be given up. And, and as long as 25 Weaker. is in between the pipes, you know he's going to A, play a ton, and B, give him a good shot to win every time he's there. Okay, we we see this text message float in a lot too. Can we get a definitive answer on this Habs Monahan pick? Like, when do the Flames have to give it up? Do we know? I think it's twenty five, isn't it? 
Yeah, let me check right now. Does anybody Cap- know for sure? Yes, yes, like, yes, yes. Everyone knows for Cap sure. Friendly okay. is a- so yeah. uh, here's the deal. Yeah, this this was the trade that Brad Tree Living came on the radio, and I think I actually have this clip from him. Let really quick. Let me see. Uh, one, yeah, two, dumb yeah, it down. For yeah, us. here it is. Uh, this is GVP. If you can give me my audio. Having you really having trouble sleeping tonight? Just read the conditions of what's attached. To that and that should put everybody to to bed sleepily soundly for that. Yeah. So here they are. If Calgary's 2024 first-round pick is between 20 and 32, Montreal can take that pick instead. The result is to be decided. So, yes, if Calgary gets into the playoffs and... Wins a round? uh, Wins a round or is one of the better teams that gets eliminated in the first round, then Montreal could perhaps take that pick. In the event that Calgary does receive Florida's 2025 first-round pick, if both Calgary and Florida's picks are not top 10, then Montreal gets the better of Calgary and Florida's 2025 first rounder. If Calgary's pick is top 10 and Florida's pick is not top 10, then Montreal gets Florida's pick. So if it does defer to 2025, the Panthers get the worst, or the Habs get the worst of the Flames and the Panthers pick. But if the Flames finish between 20 and 32, <laughs> Montreal can choose to take that pick this year. But the thing is, after 20, Uh the draft isn't good, so Montreal just might choose to defer to 2025 instead. Also, in the event that Calgary does not receive the first-round pick from Florida, which I don't know how that ends up happening, but sub-scenarios, if Calgary's pick is not in the top 10, then Montreal will receive the Calgary pick, and if Florida's pick is not top 10, then it's a better pick than Calgary's and was transferred to another team due to prior conditions Then Montreal will also receive Calgary's 2025 fourth round pick. Now, the other sub-scenario here is Calgary's pick is in the top 10. If Calgary's pick is first overall, Montreal will receive Calgary's 2025 third and then the better of Calgary and Florida's 2026 first round pick. Now, if Calgary's pick is second to 10th. Okay, all right, I've heard okay, enough. Thank God. So I we was don't waiting know. for you to cut me off. I do have a quick, oh, a quick bit on the Florida <laughs> conditions here. So if the 2025 first that Florida sent to Calgary is a lottery pick, uh, resulting Calgary receiving Florida's 2026 first rounder instead, then the 2025 fourth that Calgary sent to Florida slides to 2026. So Florida is going to have to suck. You got all that? Okay. So essentially they're keeping their pick this season. Sounds like it. The Flames? They, okay. they should have two. Yes. At least. Yeah, you would assume that they would have two. Okay. Unless Montreal, de- like I assume they have so, to decide before the draft. And like we said, yeah. the Montreal can only take this year's pick if it's between twenty and thirty-two, and that feels doubtful. But okay, so again, I'm seeing, and again, what we thank you. Keep them rolling in nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Are you kind of starting to believe? I'm I'm seeing a lot of the same old Flames uh, getting into the playoffs here. This is a different scenario. They're literally if the if it was the same old Flames, they'd be holding on to guys like Elias Lindholm. Yeah, here's the, this is just playoffs. getting in and seeing have some fun, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The the plan the mandate by Craig Conroy and this management team is to sell your assets who have expiring deals. The problem would to be maximize if they, their return. The problem would be if they were spending assets to go get rentals, mm-hmm. veterans, other guys like to that to try in. and get into the playoffs. Yeah. That would yeah. be a problem. That would like, not again, be good. I, I would not be shocked at the deadline if if they trade if they give up some sort of late round pick to help something out on the blue line here. I also t- I also think they're going to need to take guys back to make money work, and I wouldn't okay. be surprised if they end up yep. getting some guy who's maybe again, a cast off from another team that can still come in here and fill right. 
15 minutes of ice time behind and Weger again, and Anderson. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've, I've, I've endured the pain of being a Flames fan for the last, <laughs> you know, 20-plus years of people saying mediocrity. They, that's not where this team is going right now. It isn't like, oh, just get in. No, they're going to sell their big-time pieces to stock the cupboards full of picks and prospects for this team to be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender from years to come. But this way this team is playing, with some veterans on the team who are playing well, i.e. guys like Mackenzie Weger, potentially they could get sneak into the playoffs. And I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Actually, I think it would be a benefit to this team and the development of the young guys if they do sneak into the playoffs. So to say same old flame, it's not. This team isn't just desperate to get into the playoffs. There's clearly a mandate from the management team to do what they need to do to build this team up to be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. If they make the playoffs this year, it's just gravy. Yeah, bonus. Because here's the thing, too. Because everybody, like, you need a superstar player. You need a face of the franchise. I think that a lot of the experts would tell you there's one of those in this draft. That's mm. it. Macklin Celebrini. That's pretty yep. much it. And yep. apart from that, they're guys that are going to be solid NHL players, sure, but they're not necessarily the type of player that's going to come in and completely rejuvenate your franchise. Unless you go, like, listen, it's just not the same. So I've heard some of the guys say Macklin Celebrini would probably have gone second overall last year behind Connor Bedard. That's a very impressive standing, but apart from that, it hasn't been the same. We heard a lot about Cole Iserman going into the season. The dude's dropped, so now people are wondering mm-hmm. if he's going to be in the top 10 picks, Yeah, right? Yeah. So that's just how this draft is kind of looking. And my biggest thing here No is, one's saying you got to get that player in this draft. That's though. Thank you, GVP. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for us. Next gonna year get, when it's going to be worse, probably. And Gavin McKenna's coming up. you got Landon DuPont. It's like they're to try are, and make the playoffs this season, but you got to think about two or three four or five years down the road here, moving off well, guys like Hannafin. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they reload on the fly. They try and get good players in, but at the same time, I think that you this have to is make those moves this season to try and get that that face of the franchise type player in, in two or three years from now. Doesn't, that and it again, doesn't happen in one season. This is slowly no. getting down to the point where I, right. I think that depending on how this offseason goes, this could be a team that is in the lottery in the next couple of years. I think that's very much in the cards, depending sure. on what path they take after this season. If you choose right, to trade some more veterans, very much possible. And it's also nice to have all these picks, but you also have to develop the picks. That's the key, right? And P- the Flames proper... are looking good in that sense right now. They're better. But it right. always and, been good. Right. And exposing guys like all the young guys on this team to potentially a playoff spot I think is a good thing. I don't think it's a negative at all in any way, shape, or form to sacrifice a pick that's maybe three or four spots differently when you have the ability, whatever you do here at the deadline, to move up in this draft based on packaging. Those first-round picks. All right. Let's get to some text messages here. Texty McTexterson is our sports. Oh, yeah, I didn't know I had fan. to put these in texty. My bad. No. Oh, really? I did. I'm sorry. I teased it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're getting a lot of uh, Tiege Aginla, Tiege Aginla t- tweet texts. Mm-hmm. People are desperate for the Flames to draft that guy. It would, like, here's the thing. If, if he's there when it's time to take him, take him. But don't reach for him. Okay. He's going to be a first-rounder, but I, I don't know if he's a top-ten pick. I think he actually might be very well in the range of what the Flames should be picking. But Sure. 
He's been one of the um, biggest zero. risers this risers in kind of draft rankings this year, and and he's going to be one of the more fascinating players to watch in the first round because obviously he's had a an awesome season, and he's got really good bloodlines. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Well, he's him. not a horse, so that's good. Um, his mother was a mutter, but oh, uh, well. yeah, again, that's something that Flames fans are <laughs> fantasizing about. Um. T in Calgary, a 0% chance Flames are in the playoffs for losing two stud defenders. Fair point, and it's something Maddie keeps hammering back, that what's this team going to look like with no Tanev and uh, Hannafin on the blue line? But Like, the again, PK is probably going to take a serious hit, and, and your 5-on-5 five really five numbers will take a serious hit, especially yeah, with it, what you do against other teams' top talent, because that's essentially the Hannafin and Tanev assignment. Oh, like Matt Barzell and... And that group, imagine what they would be able to do if they weren't matched up against 55 and 8 for most of that game. And, and again, we're, we're hearing a lot of uh, text messages. We're seeing a lot of text messages that, um, oh, you know, you're just going to miss out and finish ninth. Okay. Like, if that's the case, so what? Like, what's wrong with playing meaningful games down the stretch here and just missing the playoffs? Last year hurt a lot more because the expectations were way higher. You had a team that just won their division, uh, lost a, a bad series to the Edmonton Oilers, lost in the second round of the playoffs, then made a blockbuster trade, which was supposed to be a, we're going to redo this on the fly and still be a team that contends for the Stanley Cup. We even had people picking the Flames to win the Stanley Cup heading hmm. into last season. This is different vibes around this team. And if you finish ninth, okay, so what? Good. We saw meaningful games in March and April. Nobody wants a lame duck season. And again, this team isn't here to get into the playoffs by any means necessary. If they get into the playoffs, it's a giant bonus. That's what it is. Exactly. Just all gravy at that point. Just trying to get some, like, and you never know what will happen, but a little bit of experience for some guys, just because it's going to be a lot of young guys who are eventually going to be getting their first taste at some point. You may as you well get it now. And the other thing, too, is then if the years aren't so good after, at least they have that, hey, this is what it's like. This is what you have to work to get back to. Yeah. Jesse in Big Valley with a great uh, text at 960-960. Trade everyone and continue to push for the postseason. Can't breed a losing culture. Then you become Buffalo or Arizona or Columbus. Throw Ottawa on that mix, too, Jesse. Great text. Like, look at the Senators. Brady Kachuk hasn't sniffed a playoff spot his entire career. Mm-hmm. And how's now his that career? Well, he's, he's how old is Brady Kachuk? Twenty-one. But, but again, okay. But he still played six years in the NHL, Matty. This is seven seasons. Twenty-four. Oh, he's much older than I thought. My goodness. Exactly. This is his look at like Buffalo. seventh season in the league. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Sixth, sixth, sixth season. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, still, look at look at Buffalo. Well. Like, yeah, that's Jeff other, Skinner how the playoffs are. Guys and, never played a playoff game, which is mind blowing. And the other thing for the Sabres here is now that the problem with them is they've made too many good picks, and now they're trying to graduate. They need to all trade these, their young guys to get older. Now it they're feels trying like. to graduate all these guys from the AHL at once, and there's just not enough spots for them. And Ridley Gregg's the best. Got got a text here. Would you be willing to trade draft picks for a 24 year old if if the Flames feel really strongly about a 24 year old kid who needs a change of scenery? Yeah, if it's Brady Kachuk, blossom in Calgary, you do it. If it's Brady Kachuk, I do it all day. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. Now you got a team. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Move one out, bring in the other one. There you go. Again, no problem. The, these are again from from a season that 
you know, oh, it's going to be doom and gloom. These are good problems to have for the Calgary Flames because we could be talking about a fifth straight win tomorrow and right there in the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I is this season really gone too far away than what I think a lot of us kind of expected? It hasn't been too good. It hasn't been too bad. They're trading away all the guys. Like, it's kind yeah. of been exactly as we might have expected it to go in the off season. Like, I think the season's been a lot better since the middle of November. Because October and the first bit of November, woof. They're also like words tw- Pat something like 21-10-2 since Martin Possibsil entered the lineup. That's a good run. And tell me you wouldn't want to expose that guy to some postseason hockey. Exactly, right? And That's... that helps player development. Exactly. Again, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are good problems to have. All right. Unfortunately, we couldn't play your text messages. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all right. Let's do our lock of the day. All right. And it's brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes, cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal, located on 50th Avenue Southeast. How do we do on the weekend, Patrick? Uh, George, you hit yours with the Chiefs plus one and a half. Maddie uh, lost his Abinajad over two and a half shots. He had two shots. I had the all-time winner as well. Uh, I hit the Harrison Butker over seven and a half kicking points. Uh, Evan Bouchard only had one shot for GVP and uh, Kron's Niners money line did not hit. Okay. There you go. I am going to uh, see when I bet hockey, that's where I get into trouble. Right? Definitely not 30 games over 500 betting hockey. I'll tell you that right now. But you know, it's been my bread and butter and lock of the day. Mm. Soccer. I'm going back to the pitch. No. There's Prem. no Bundesliga action today. Liga? We're going to Serie A. Oh, Italy. Mm. Uh, where goals go to die. Buongiorno. <laughs> I am going to take a Juventus mm, at home against Udinese mm. today. I'm taking Juventus on the Asian handicap minus one and a half, meaning they got to win by two goals today. My boy Dusan Vlahovic, the Serbian striker, is on fire right now for Juve. I will take. Juve minus one and a half against Udinese and Serie A action today, Maddie. Mm. Up in the uh, northwest part of the country there. Turin, yes. Yeah, we didn't quite get out there. It was a little out of the off the beaten path. Uh, I'm going to take the Flames on the money line. Let's go. Got an underdog <laughs> number again. Uh, five in a row. Rangers has been solid out of the break, but part of that's been Jonathan Quick. Shesterkin wasn't even good at the All-Stars. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Shesterkin starting tonight, too. Yeah, sign me up. Uh, We'll go to the NBA. Uh, Steph Curry and Luka Doncic, they're not playing against one another, but they're playing, well, Dallas is playing Washington. Golden State's playing Utah. I like Curry and Doncic to both score over 30 points. (laughs) Plus 250. Where are we going? Uh, I'm going to do some basketball as well here in Minnesota, taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I'm going to take the over on Anthony Edwards' point total over 25 and a half. Oh, that's like going to be a tasty game at 8.30 tonight. Tasty, tasty. All right. I love it. Our lock of the day brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal. Located on 50th Avenue, South 
East. Uh, what are the standings right now as we're in February? Uh, GVP is your leader at four and three. George, your second at three and four. Uh, I'm third at two, four and one, and Maddie at two and five. <laughs> oh boy, Maddie looks like he might be as of right now. Still lots of month to go. <laughs> yeah. No more football to bet on, Maddie. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm so sewer now. I got to pick other yeah. sports. <laughs> You got to get ready to write another myfrontpagestory.com. And I you did a great job of that. Definitely did didn't enjoy it at all last time. <laughs> definitely did a great didn't job of that at all. Actually enjoyed doing uh, it. Patty, a lot. what yeah. do you got coming up on Mucho Big Show? Uh, David Pagnotta will join me at nine thirty. Talk about some uh, happenings around the NHL. Obviously, uh, Markstrom and uh, the news to the Devils, the Flames and Devils meeting, and what else could mm. be happening. Uh, and also, could the Oilers go get Jordan Eberle? Oh boy. Oh, boy. Reunited, and it feels so good. Or is it going to be Jake Gensel? Yeah. Gensler, Everly. Oh, boy. Um, okay. More offense. Great stuff. Yeah. More offense. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got Charles Davis on tomorrow, right? Yes, we do. Charles Davis, Brent Cron tomorrow. Our show's booked tomorrow already. It Easy is. peasy. Uh, we'll be all over the Flames and Rangers like a dirty shirt tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, whatever the the kids do on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a terrific Monday. Enjoy the early start tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.